You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, sat here with Justin Darth Raider. Um, Clearly a huge Star Wars fan. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, you have a last name, Raider, and you're just like, that sounds like Vader. Yep, you're absolutely right, and that's kind of how it came about. It wasn't, uh, didn't take a whole lot to, to put two and two together, especially being a huge Star Wars fan. I think I, I got into Star Wars like uh, I think it was what probably like fourth grade yeah. uh, or right around there, and man, I just absolutely loved. It. I I think honestly, like like the Force and everything was cool and the powers and whatnot, but honestly, like I think it was the uh, the lightsaber that I loved the most, just so, like the coolest weapon. It is. The red lightsaber is, is one of the best. Yep, it? I absolutely you know? agree. Uh, and then Darth Maul had the double. Oh, one. I love it when Darth Maul finally came out. Let's see, I was in what, probably uh, sixth or seventh grade okay. when The Phantom Menace came out. And man, Darth Maul was the coolest. He was yeah. like the coolest Sith Lord I'd the ever seen. The red mask with the black coming yeah, out. Yeah, his tattoos on his face. It was absolutely like it so was- awesome. Like I wanted to be Darth Maul. And then like, uh, you know, like uh, I have some bow staff mm-hmm. skills as well from uh, my Taekwondo days. Yeah. And so I can kind of like, I can wield a bow staff very similar to the way that he like wielded that double lightsaber. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Man, like I, I was actually Darth Maul for Halloween once. <laughs> I had my mom paint my face. It was awesome. I'm sure she absolutely loved doing that too. That's that's brilliant. So <laughs> the reason you have Darth in your fight name is because you are, you know, you grew up being a fighter and a wrestler and jujitsu and all that. Um, for everybody listening that doesn't know who you are, I'm just going to reel off a few little stats. Um, will champion purple belt gold. World Nogi Champion, Black Belt Gold. Uh, you know, the list goes on. American Nogi Champion 2010, um, you know, ADCC USA EC Trial Champion. Like, this, the, you're a very successful fighter. Well, thank you so much. You know, like, I was writing these notes, and I'm just like, I'm just going to write 10 of these, and then if they want to dive into more, you can Google it, because there's a lot of this. I mean, your medals <laughs> are on the wall here. Yes. You know, we're, we're at the school now. Um, how did you get into fighting? Well... My father is the one that got me started into martial arts, and I was four years old, and uh, I got started in uh, Taekwondo at Mm -hmm. actually a Taekwondo school here in Edmond, Oklahoma, um, probably about like, you know, six or seven miles east of here called Poo's Taekwondo, Um, absolutely fantastic school, and uh, I also started wrestling at age four, so my father, uh, when he was getting me enrolled, he sought out like the best, um, most, you know, credentialed, highest caliber uh, instructors that he could find, And, and we drove all over the place, it didn't matter how far you know I mean we were willing to drive 45 minutes an hour to get the best instruction and he wanted the most credible so um, you know like when I started wrestling my very first wrestling coach uh, was a two-time NCAA division one national champion named Kevin Hendricks and his son was on the uh, the wrestling team his son's name was Johnny Hendricks who went on to be a welterweight UFC champion uh, from out here in Edmond Oklahoma that's yep that's 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 where I came from and then so his first year he was there then he started moving on to, to middle school after after that and then another coach 
uh, took over the program, and his name was Chuck mm-hmm. Robinson. Okay. And uh, uh, I used to, I grew up wrestling with his son Colby Robinson, who was a state champion uh, from Eben North High School, and uh, went on to believe I believe uh, a two-time uh, a Division Two All-American at UCO. So okay. man, some some really like uh, high-powered, high-caliber yeah. wrestlers, and that was just what my dad sought out, and, and he got me involved. Um, you know, by nature, I'm actually an introvert, which like if you've heard any of my other podcasts, like you might be like really like you just seem to like you just start talking and you don't shut up uh, you know but but by nature I'm actually really an introvert I was very shy very I didn't like confrontation mm-hmm. um, actually when I started I, I went with wrestling and taekwondo I hated it I didn't like it I wasn't a fan yeah. and uh, my father just you know wouldn't let me quit and so he got me started to you know for like most of the same reasons that you know like I, th- I think a lot of parents start their kids you know mm-hmm. one to be able to defend yourselves heaven forbid you should ever have to be able to do that, you know, and stand up for yourself to build your confidence, self-esteem, discipline, dedication, perseverance, work ethic, character, morality. I mean, Mm -hmm. martial arts, you know, plays a part in all of these areas of your life because when you're out there doing it, you're the only one out there. I mean, right. you are you are solely responsible for your performance. And uh, so I think martial arts is one of the best ways to teach a lot of those things. And so my father wanted that for me. And my yeah. father was also really big. And this is something like, um, you know, that, that I really, really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for. He was so big on n- not having it come from him. And not always, he, he let my coaches coach me. In fact, my, my father went so far as like, he, most of my practices, he didn't he wasn't even there he didn't stay he didn't yeah. watch he, you know he just he, he solely let 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 the coaches do their thing and uh, you, you know, don't I, I see think, that today no you don't you don't see it nearly no. as much today they call that neglecting your child now <laughs> <laughs> I can remember some of my very first practices at the UCO wrestling room and you know like the beginning of the season you know like everyone would be there they'd be talking you know and then all of a sudden like they would start shuffling the moms outside moms were not allowed to stay at all to stay inside the wrestling room and watch practices it was you know really more of a you know like yeah out 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 in the car kind of thing and so that was like i just remember like some of those images you know like dads could stay and 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 watch practice but like there was absolutely no talking no cheering no coaching Mm -hmm. you know like like any of that kind of thing going on you know but we also i mean there were very very quality i mean kevin hendricks was a two-time ncaa division one national champion um the assistant coach at that time for many of the years was another UCO wrestler named Randy Zellner. Um, I believe that's his name. And he was also a two time, uh, all American as well. So my father got me started for, for all of those benefits. He never actually ever dreamed that I would, you know, take it to the level that I, that I ended up taking it to. And uh, so I did, I did all of that. Um, all the, I, I did I did wrestling and taekwondo. I have many many memories where I would come home from school and I used to walk home from school. Like even in first grade, back when that was a thing, and you can't really do that anymore can't either. Do you that know, now no, absolutely right. not. And so I would walk home from school and I'd have about thirty minutes or so. Like I might eat a snack, you know, kind of chill out, and then it would be all right. Get your stuff. Got to go to taekwondo practice. We'd go to taekwondo practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- wouldn't even have time because uh, because my wrestling team was you know so so uh, my my taekwondo 
Orlando school was in a place called um, uh, Warwick, uh, a neighborhood called Warwick. Well, my, my wrestling team met at UCO, yeah. so we had to drive across that. So no time to change there. Grab your stuff, get in the car, and I would change in the car. I would then go to wrestling practice. I would wrestle for an hour and a half, two hours, and then I would come home. It would be about 9 p.m. at night, do whatever homework I had, which, you know, again, grade school, like, you know, yeah. just usually wasn't like a whole ton. It was, you know, pretty easy to get through. Eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, do it again. And that was my life in like elementary school and childhood. That's, that's, it, I mean, it was like every single day was just like that. And it was yeah. awesome. And you loved it. Well, at the time I didn't love it. I love it now. And I, and, and I look back and I'm just, I'm so, you know, cause I wanted to quit, you know, right. like, and, and my father, you know, he is a, he's a physician. And uh, so, you know, being a doctor, he was, you know, like, like I never could, like there were a couple times, like, you know, I got, you know, yanked out from underneath the bed, trying to play sit, playing sick didn't work. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause he, you know, Nah, you're fine. You know, he's an idea. So boom, go and go into practice. Cause my, my father was like, look, if we're going to pay for this, then you're going to go. And martial arts was non-negotiable. Yeah. And my father was also big on not letting me quit anything that I began. And I say my father, my, my mother, you know, to absolutely, my, my mother's stance was always like, whatever moment you're in, you're going to give your absolute very best, no matter what you're doing in that moment. You know, yeah. so I, I did a lot of other sports. Um, I did soccer. I did, you know, t-ball. Um, I played football for a number of years. In fact, when I was like, you know, I, I, I never wanted to be a martial artist. What I wanted to be more than anything was I wanted to play strong safety for the Green Bay Packers. Why, and why was that? Well, my mother is uh, was was from and born in Green Bay. Um, okay. In fact, when she was growing up, she was babysitting uh, at the time like some of the uh, the players' kids who oh, were playing okay. in the Super Bowl when the first two Super Bowls uh, so awesome. came out. And Green Bay happened to win both of them. Yeah. And when I was in fourth grade, I kind of started you know get into like a lot more sports and everything. And uh, football just happened to be one of them. Well, that was 1996. That happened to be the year that Brett Favre took Green Bay back to the Super Bowl and they won. And so yeah. I was like, you know, for like Oklahoma, where my dad's from, they don't have an NFL team. None. And so yeah. I was forever a Green Bay Packers fan. And that was my dream. And then I got to like high school. I was a sophomore in high school. And I was just like, you know what? I'm like five foot five at best right now, like 130 pounds. I've got no future in football. So I just stuck with wrestling and at that time, jujitsu uh, uh, at that moment in time. But that was, that was my big dream. You know, I, I, I was, I was on a swim team for a couple mm -hmm. years before I started martial arts. I did gymnastics uh, for a couple of years. Years. The only about the only sports I didn't really play were uh, 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 hockey and basketball. Yeah, and uh, basketball just happens to take place at the same time as wrestling season. But the two that were you know like if I started one of those seasons, I had to finish it. I had to see it through. My father was big mm -hmm. on that. But if I wanted to to quit like at the end of the season, that that was okay. But martial arts and wrestling that was not negotiable. Yeah. And, and wrestling even has seasons too. But that was not negotiable when wrestling season came around bam, we signed right back up, got right back into things. And, uh, you know, like, like, I mean, I was, I was horrible, uh, in, in grace. I was a terrible competitor. I think like for like eight, my first eight years of wrestling, I won like, I think total of like seven matches. And, and I share this with like my, my kids students now, yeah. you know, I got like, uh, three medals during that time. I won like a, like seven total matches. Um, I did not like competing. I remember going out and it was huge. And, and this, the, the gymnasium, which like looks small now, but like, look, 
like, you know, just like larger than life. And I remember walking out there crying and I remember crying throughout my entire first match. I remember crying after it when I got up and they raised my hand because I actually won. I pinned the other kid <laughs> and, and I'm just crying my eyes out and I run off. I'm so scared. I never wanted to do it again. And uh, that, th there was a, there was a, a mental barrier that kind of like got built up through that. And I, I try to do my best now with the students that I have now to, you know, uh, work and coach them through that. You know, yeah. like I, I look back and like, I tell this story all the time and I wish that I had like been able to, you know, perhaps go watch three or four tournaments before, you know, so that I, I got a real visual like of what to expect yeah. before I ever went. Cause I just, you know, like we just signed up and just went and did it. And that was just how things were done. And, uh, so, you know, like I share that to try to help kids nowadays along through my own experiences, but that was how I got started. So did I always love it? No. Am I so thankful and grateful that my father never let me quit? Yes. Yeah. Am I so thankful and grateful? He let me go on that journey. And, you know, I mean, he, he was involved they would come watch it like uh you know like um meets or tournaments mm -hmm. or that kind of thing but you know like I'm, I'm so very happy and grateful now that i look back and i'm just like you know he really let me go through a lot of that uh you know especially in practice like on my own yeah and uh you know so like like it's it's something i'm so grateful for that he got me started and has you know completely changed my life i am the person i am today because he wouldn't let me quit right and at the time, it's just like this sucks. This is horrible. I hate this. Oh yeah. Why am I doing it? Yep. Yeah. And 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 I never, it, I never really put like two like when I'm on my on my wrestling team, like you know, like I was wrestling, you know, in a group like you know Colby Robinson, Sean Langley, Shane Carruthers, some of those guys back in the day. And uh, I it, I never really understood what you know like like you know I knew they were state champions or whatnot, but like to me they were like my teammates. I saw them all the time, you know, and and yeah. they usually thrashed me, you know, over and over and over again. I didn't realize that I was, you know, like on a team with like some of the best kids in the state. Yeah. And uh, many, many years later, I kind of finally started to to realize that because we all like by middle school, high school, we all went our, you know, separate ways. I ended up in the Deer Creek schools. Mm -hmm. Most of them went to either like, you know, Memorial or Edmund North. And uh, so we all kind of like went our separate ways. Well, Deer Creek was much smaller yeah. at the time. Memorial and Edmund North were in the highest class already. Most of the kids here out in Deer Creek hadn't been wrestling as long as I had mm -hmm. or like with the caliber of wrestlers I had been wrestling with my whole life for like the first eight years up to that point. And uh, I started like, like all of a sudden I was like the best wrestler on my Deer Creek middle school wrestling team and it was like awesome and it did it took me a little bit to like really you know figure that out too because it was really more of a mental barrier I just didn't yeah. really realize what it meant to be like in a room with some of the best kids in the state and just getting thrashed every single day and uh, uh, when I finally you know was able to my wrestling coach Andy Howington and uh, he was the one that really kind of helped guide me through that and see like no no, no you're actually like you know really good you got a lot of skills if you would just go out there and believe in yourself yeah. and that's what uh, uh, my wrestling coach Andy Howington really brought to the table he taught me how to win he taught me how to believe in myself of course he taught me like you know wrestling and yeah. you know, strategy and all that kind of stuff too but he taught me uh, how to believe in myself and he taught me how to help others believe in themselves and that was the leadership he provided me and that's what I tried to uh, exude and guide my students through today yeah so that I at that point when you went to high school that's when you were like I'm I'm really enjoying this now I'm good at this yes and that was like what were you thinking at that point were you thinking like this could be a career you know I never really thought about it like a career per se it was just like you know kind of one of the the values that my mother really instilled in me was like hey if you're doing this you're gonna you know like if you're in that moment you're gonna give your absolute very best mm -hmm. and so when I started wrestling for coach Andy Howington 
I started to really like slowly but surely, you know, through his guidance and, and just the way that he would speak to us as a team, he slowly started to guide me. Like I started to really believe that I could go out there and beat anybody. And, you know, there, there were definitely, you know, uh, roadblocks, you know, along the way, bumps in the road. I, I wrestled kids that were actually like, like really some of the best in the state. And uh, I, I, I got to a point by my senior year where I really got a chance to like stop, you know, wrestling or competing against names and understanding that like they're just an individual standing across if I go out there and I play smart the way that my coach has taught me good things are going to happen mm-hmm. he also taught me the value of hard work if I work harder than anybody else chances are good good things are going to happen and we started to see slowly but surely win by win small a smaller you know or sorry a bigger win here all of a sudden a bigger win here a bigger win here my, my sophomore year in high school no one in the state of Oklahoma knew my name nobody yeah. and I entered my sophomore year and uh, I, I we Deer Creek always puts on an invitational tournament um, I beat a state qualifier in the finals at that tournament and two weeks later I beat the number one kid in 4A his name was uh, Jeremy Spoon and uh, he was the number one ranked wrestler in 4A and all of a sudden inside of two weeks I went from no one knowing my name to like like you know like 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 a, most everyone in yeah. Oklahoma uh, knowing my name because it's like you know and, and you never know like you know maybe a fluke here or whatnot but I but I didn't stop winning I just kept winning and kept right. on winning it was like well let's see how far I can take this and that's kind of you know like where and, and I started I, mean, I started working really hard when I really started to you know see and believe in myself like let's just continue to see how long and how far I can push and take this and you know there's always going to be failures along I didn't win every single time like I, I actually qualified for the state tournament my sophomore year I finished fourth my junior year and I was a runner-up my my senior year. so I never actually won that state title that I really so badly uh, wanted to win but like that desire to like go and do that blossomed much yeah. later just because of my my early childhood experience and so like if maybe if I had been able to get you know through that roadblock a little sooner that that mental barrier a little sooner yeah. who knows what what might have happened and you know so like at the end of and, and I use this as another story too that I teach all of my students on you know uh, to believe in yourself I got to the end of my senior year and I never won that state title that I so badly wanted to win. I lost to a, a three-time state champion in the finals from Cushing named Dakota Simpson. And uh, so I, I just didn't think that I had to, you know, like had what it took because I was going to go to the University of Oklahoma and that's a division one program. And, you know, yeah. like I never won a state title. And I was just like, you know, like, like again, mental wise, I was just like, I told myself, I don't think I've really got what it takes to, to be a division one All-American. And so I actually stopped wrestling. I wish that I had. Yeah, I wish really? that I had given myself that, that you know, uh, to be, even if I had, you know, decided, you know, whatever I had decided afterwards, I wish that I had given my, myself that shot yeah. at wrestling in that Division One room um, because a friend of mine, uh, Kyle Terry, mm-hmm. you know, he, he did win a state title. He won one state title his senior year. I think, I think, I think one, maybe two, uh, but I, I know he won at least one. Well, he went on to become, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he, he placed third and that was the highest he placed at the NCAAs by his senior year from the University of Oklahoma. And I look back and I'm just like, man, like, you know, I, I could have been right there, you know, working just as hard, outworking everyone right next to Kyle Terry, accomplishing those things. And I look back now yeah. and I don't regret my decision. Like I had, I had won a, uh, uh, a silver medal at the Pan Ams as a, as a blue belt martial artist, mm-hmm. a jujitsu artist back then. And so I was like, well, I've already placed like, you know, like a higher quote unquote caliber tournament than I did in wrestling. Like 
I, you know, I, I probably have a better shot at jujitsu than wrestling. So I stopped, I quit wrestling at that yeah. moment in time. And I wish that I had given myself at, at least a chance. But in, and, and I, and when I tell this story, it's, it's, it's not that like, it's not that I regret my decision. I regret, I use it as a teaching tool that I should not have not, because, because it was a mental thing. I told myself, you don't have what it takes right. because you didn't win a state title. And that was incorrect thinking. Yeah. And, uh, I eventually like, it was a couple more years after probably about um, let's see, four years after that that I finally got over that kind of thinking and when I got over that kind of thinking that was I, I won my uh, uh, my first uh, world championship in jiu-jitsu as a purple belt yeah and uh, uh, that that finally came I was finally ready to walk through that door and accept that I had what it took to win these kind of titles right. because I had finally rid myself of that kind of thinking. And so there's a lesson to be learned. And I share my experiences with my students now trying to help them, you know, process and get through those lessons faster because if they're so much younger, there's so much more that they could accomplish than I ever did. Right. Yeah. So at that point, what was like, I mean, you were you like just doing jujitsu on the side as you were doing wrestling, and it was always kind of in the mix, and you still enjoyed it coming up. Yep. You were just more common. You competed more at, at wrestling when you were growing up. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, like I said, I started wrestling when I was four, yeah. and um, one of the uh, when I started because I, I I I bounced around a couple different elementary school little league teams, um, and and I you know because I was going to go to Deer Creek schools. I, mm -hmm. I was in Deer Creek schools by fourth grade. Uh, my parents moved out here and uh, on on the Deer Creek Little League team, well, one of the parents, you know, like they knew that I did a lot of that martial arts kind of stuff. I mean, I was mm -hmm. still doing Taekwondo at that time. I did five years of Kyokushin Karate as well. I have a brown belt in Kyokushin Karate, um, a, a junior black belt in Taekwondo. And of course, wrestling doesn't have yeah. ranks, um, but I wrestled for, you know, I've been wrestling at that time for like, you know, five, six years. And so one of the dads had driven by a place that said Jiu-Jitsu and he knew that I was in, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, he happened to just mention it to yeah. my father. And, uh, so we drove by and, uh, we got signed up and, and right about that time, I was kind of like doing like a balance of three, like, you know, academics, Taekwondo, wrestling and jujitsu and, yeah. and wrestling is seasonal, but it was just like, you know, it, it started to become too much. So we, we stopped Taekwondo and we just continued to pursue, uh, the jujitsu thing, especially cause it was so closely related to like wrestling and grappling. And it is another grappling art. So we, we stopped Taekwondo and I did jujitsu. Now, throughout those years, um, I about you know, uh, especially you know, like like my academic load as I started to get older, it started to become more, and that right. was always first and foremost in my parents' eyes. You know, making straight A's, having a four point, um, you know, graduating as the the number one ranked valedictorian. That was my my parents. That was that was priority and goal number one. If that yeah. ever started to falter, then things started to get taken away. The first things to get taken away are the time that you know I wanted to devote to other sports like martial arts and wrestling. So yeah. when I was wrestling for my school team, because, you know, like that was, you know, and when I was wrestling for Annie Howington, like practice was from two to five every day. It was three hours long every single day. And then of course, like once you get into the season, you know, you've got a duel on Tuesday, Thursday and tournament Friday, Saturday. So like you really don't have many practices yeah, was, anymore. Yeah. You're going through like two and a half solid months of, you know, competitions every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is awesome. I absolutely loved it, you know, but you put the hard work in mm -hmm. the first two, two and a half months, you know, um, of the season. 
And uh, so when I was doing that, I wasn't doing jujitsu. The, gotcha. the the load was yeah, too was much. Insane. And uh, I never got, I, I dabbled a little bit in the international styles. I wish I had done them more, um, you know, freestyle and, and Greco wrestling, but I, I didn't like them. I'd been doing collegiate style wrestling for so long. That's what I like doing. So um, I, I, like I said, I dabbled in it a little bit, but usually when wrestling season ended, well, I picked up jujitsu mm-hmm. and I would do jujitsu for, you know, about six and a half, seven months, go back to wrestling all the way until I graduated graduated high school and then once I graduated high school I did actually as a lay coach I coached here out at Deer Creek High School yeah. for a couple of years with my coach Andy Howington and uh, that was absolutely awesome you know getting to, to you know like see and help those kids um, you know uh, continue to progress Cade Draper was you know a really good friend of mine he I the year I graduated the very next year he was a freshman in high school so it was really cool he went on to win you know um, uh, two state titles as well and I got to be like you know uh, you know help out my wrestling coach you know continue to build yeah. um, that team, but uh, I, I really I, I did solely and strictly just jujitsu at that point, and I still practice jujitsu today. And then uh, you know I was able to you know go on and accomplish some of the things that I accomplished, and I use those now. I, I share those same experiences as stories, not not because like they were you know great things that were accomplished, but the lessons that can be learned from them from a mentality point of view. Mm-hmm. Look, when I started to really believe in myself, this happened. When we work hard and we work smart these kind of th- these are the kind of things that can happen if you believe in yourself you know you could you could I because when I was in grade school I was a great wrestler in the room you know I I would go out there and I would compete and I would have great moments but but I, I just because of my first competition and most of the competitions that happened there afterwards I just didn't see myself as a great competitor and when you can finally start to see and believe in yourself and you have a whole team rallying around behind you which is what I'm trying to create here and now amazing things can happen and we're in our first eight months here at Legacy yeah. and already we've had some absolutely incredible stories happen it's really incredible to see yeah so what did if, if academics was such a huge part of you know from parents saying that this is goal number one what did they think when you didn't want to go to university (laughs) how was that conversation (laughs) well so i uh i i mean i went to the university of oklahoma and and it's something else that i feel like is sometimes neglected nowadays um you know you have a lot of advice out there you know go go do what you're passionate about go go do what makes you happy yeah. you know you can be whatever you want to be and i i i'm sorry i i don't believe any of that is really good advice you know i think i think you know being passionate about something i think is great but like if you're passionate about playing video games there might be, uh, you know, and, and, and you can. You can be passionate yeah. about playing video games, but there's no real purpose. There's a small percentage in the world that makes money from it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we have to come, you know, face-to-face with these realities. And so, yeah. you know, a, a leadership mentor of mine named Craig Groeschel likes to say it, uh, 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 selfish passion should always follow selfless purpose. Mm-hmm. And so when, when, you know, that time, you know, came to, you know, go to college, it was like, you know, uh, you know, go, go, you know, I, I, I loved training by that point in time. I saw the value of, of hard work ethic. And so I was just like, well, you know, like maybe, maybe, you know, cause I didn't really know, like if I could go back and do it all over again, I would, I would go and, uh, have gotten like a business degree, yeah. a, like, like an MBA and, uh, you know, like probably really gone 
into marketing, you know, doing what I'm doing now. And, and, you know, like, like if I had really been guided, uh, uh, you know, I, I think better, I think I probably could have been guided to, you know, like, but, but so I, I went into personal training school. Yeah. I, I got, I, I got a bat, my bachelor's from health or sorry, uh, from the university of Oklahoma in health and exercise sciences, you know, cause I was like, ah, maybe I'll go be a personal trainer. Cause I didn't know. I didn't, right. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to train. I wanted to fight. That was all I really cared about doing. But at the same time, you're like, you know, the number of people that make it to that highest mm -hmm. echelon, you know, and make a really good living and are, you know, financially secure and set for life are, you know, really the only the very, very, very the top Conor guys. Of the yeah, world. exactly. Yeah. Do you really want to bet the rest yeah. of your life on that? And, you know, me being, you know, 20 and stupid was like, well, of course, <laughs> like it's not going to happen either way. Of course I'm going to win, yeah. you know, like, and I, then I won my, you know, purple belt world title. And, uh, you know, cause like, like there was, there were some intense talks between me and my parents, you know, like, why are you still doing this? Why are you still, you know, like, you know, cause it's not cheap, especially jujitsu. Like, unfortunately it's not cheap. Like, you know, every one of these medals you see hanging up here, just the, from the eight weeks out leading to every one of them it's right around one and a half thousand, maybe upwards towards $2,000 per medal. Yeah. And, 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 and that doesn't even include the lifetime of training it took right. to get to that point. So it's not cheap there. You know, my parents, you know, luckily had the, the ability to fly me all over the world to go compete in some of these things. That way I could gain the experience that I needed to do some of the things and, and accomplish some of the things that I accomplished, but it's not easy. It's not cheap. There were some, you know, like, like, like I was finally able to, you know, hold off that conversation a little bit longer when I won my purple belt world title in 2007, you know, and it started, you know, kind of like resurface and, you know, regenerate again. And then I won my black belt world title in 2010. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was when it really kind of became clear, like, this is something that I can really make happen. And I believe in it. It's not, it's not a selfish passion anymore. I believe that there is a true selfless purpose that I am trying to fulfill here in, you know, especially giving back and bringing the kids up, not even to just believe like they're going to be, you know, the next, you know, the future generation, they're the future and they are, yeah. but man, there is so much they can do right now today. They are leaders right now, yeah. today, not just the future. Don't, don't wait to put it off, you know, uh, very similar to the way that I did, you know, like, like we like to, you know, oh, the next generation, the future black belts, the future leaders or whatnot. Now you're, you're leaders right now. And there's a lot you can do right now to continue to prepare and invest yeah. for that one day. And that's the mindset that we choose to have, uh, or that I choose to communicate right. to them here. And so, yeah, some of these things, you know, like, like I went to personal training school. I then went like, you know, uh, uh I went to, to graduate school at the, uh, university of Oklahoma health sciences center. And I got a master's in dietetics or nutrition. And I got about halfway through that program and decided I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> and, but, but I do, I mean, I, I, I have a master's in, in, in nutrition. I have a, a bachelor's in health and exercise science. And I, I always thought like, you know, that, that, the, that, that, that kind of knowledge would like work really great in tandem with what I'm doing here. Mm. And, uh, but like I said, if I could go back and do it all over again, uh, you know, if I had, you know, really been able to find my purpose yeah. earlier on, I would have gotten a, an MBA and, you know, like I would have gone into marketing and all that kind of, cause like now I'm having to like 
do all pretty that much, stuff. Yeah, do all that stuff now as a new business owner, and I'm trying to learn on the fly, and you know, doing all of that plus, you know, because the number one priority here is going to be the production value of classes. Yeah. You know, making sure that we provide the most elite level of you know quality uh, 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 classes, and you know, in, in teaching uh, these three different arts. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. that is you know like you know, and for me, will always be priority number one. But that doesn't necessarily get people to come in, you know, people right. don't care about it being, you know, the very best. They care more about like, you know, do they like it or not, you know, especially nowadays and can they even see the value and what we're actually providing and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to show them and demonstrate to them that value. And, you know, like I said, just even, you know, getting the word out and getting people in, I wish I had gotten an MBA, but it didn't play out that way. But, you know, we're here, we're, we're having an absolute blast. It's growing and, uh, you know, really, really couldn't be happier. But if I, you know, so there, there were some definitely intense conversations yeah. uh, throughout that time between, you know, me and my parents and uh but it's all working out right so far so far you're right you're right so far absolutely (laughs) take take us back to those two world championships how were they uh the purple belt one yeah and and, uh what was that like Where, where were they uh, so the the, the Jiu Jitsu World Championships that was it, back in 2007. It was the very first year that they had been held outside of Brazil. So it actually moved here to okay. the United States because um, that year, you know, like in 2006, I kind of contemplate. I was uh, in 2006. I was um, uh, 20. Uh, I was 20 years old. And so I had kind of contemplated, you know, gone back and forth with whether I should go, you know, all the way to make the trip down to Brazil and compete down there. And uh, I, I decided not to. And but but I was like, you know what, 2007, I mean, I was dead set on it, you know, like there was still the convincing of my parents, like, you know, have to, you know, go let me do that. Uh, but I figured I'd, you know, probably find a way around that. But in 2007, I mean, I was committed, no matter, I didn't care where it was held. Yeah. I was going to go compete in the world championships and give myself that experience just because I, I had 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 uh, deprived myself of having that, you know, division one, you know, wrestling experience. Well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to put it all on the line against some of the best in the world. And, you know, we're going to see, you know, what happens. And, uh, so, uh, my, my purple belt journey was not, not an easy one. Um, you know, I, 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 a lot of my competition success that I had at blue belt seemed to disappear at purple belt. And it took about seven, seven good solid months before, you know, I, I finally started winning. And then all in the same year's time, I won the, uh, the U S nationals, uh, the, uh, the Pan Ams and the Worlds all in the same year um, yeah. at Purple Belt. So leading up to that time, I mean, I was dead set on you know like I and 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 I had a better mindset about you know competing. It was you know not not I didn't I didn't have any expectations of meddling, no expectations. It was to go out there and give my absolute very best. And if anyone beats me, well, by God, they're never going to want to have to grapple me again. And that was the mind when I started wrestling and grappling with that mindset. Yeah. That was when I started having the most success you know, was just completely free. Yep. Completely free, free of anyone's expectations. I don't care who's going to say what about this, that, and the other afterwards or whatnot. I'm the one going out there. I'm the one putting it on the line. And you know, so that is, there's another lesson there, you know, to be learned, you know, like to, to ignore, you know, the naysayers, ignore the fans who are always pumping you up or whatnot. You know, I have to go out there and why am I doing this? And that's so important as well. You know, for me back then, um, I wish that I had had more of a selfless purpose 
that, that, you know, could really have been the driving force behind these, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, all I, like, I, I just thought it was so cool, you know, like when I finally uh, got to this point, the confidence that it gave me, the confidence that just flowed through my veins, I absolutely loved that feeling, you know, and of course, you like, you know, I like the feeling, you know, getting your hand raised, you know, you beat someone, you know, people like, you know, love you, they give you admiration, it boosts your serotonin, you mm-hmm. boost your oxytocin, you walk around with your chest popped out, you know, it's awesome, but, you know, what, what I liked most was just, you know, like the challenge of it all, because every single time, whether I won or lost, I gained more of that, I gained more of that, so back then, all I wanted to be was a super soldier, yeah. you know, I, it's, I, you know, like some of my favorite cartoons, you know, watching growing up, uh, one of the very first ones I ever got into was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I mean, I wanted to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, you know, and then I started watching like Dragon Ball Z, I wanted to be one of those characters, you know, in Dragon Ball Z, I wanted to be Luke Skywalker, you yeah. know, I wanted to be, uh, you know, some of the Avengers that, you know, you have, you know, now on, on, on the big screen, you know, like, like I wanted to always, you know, be that kind of hero or whatnot. And like, well, the only way to do that was to win these titles. And the only way to win these titles was to work hard and actually become that, you know, and now and I look back now and I'm just like, I have these skills and it's just like, it's, it's, it's about so much more. It's yeah. about, you know, teaching leadership. It's about teaching uh, these values and principles, especially to this generation, you know, coming up through. And uh, so that's, that's what it's about now. So I wish I could say that it had been, you know, so much more about like, you know, giving back to that from the very beginning, but it wasn't, yeah. you know, I, I, I wanted to be the biggest, best, strongest, you know, or, or, or as big and, 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 and as, as good as I could be. That was, you know, the, the real driving force. And it was also a very, you know, it was a long progression, but it was a, a progression, you know, of, of different mindsets as well. And so the, like, uh, that's probably the biggest thing that came out of that first world title in 2007 was I had finally like really accepted, like they're just a person standing across from there, you know, yes, they've won a lot of stuff too, but so have I, yes, they've been doing this a long time, but so have I, you know, go out there, give me your very best. Cause you're gonna, certainly going to get mine and we're just going to see who comes out on top. And so yeah. the, 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 the thrill of the challenge was, you know, probably what I liked the most and, and, and all the way up, you know, going into winning my first black belt world title. I mean, I had, uh, gotten my black belt, like, like just three months before I won that first world title. I walked in there as a very new black belt um, against some very seasoned competitors, some big names. But at that point in time, I had, you know, like I, I really like I like all the way leading up to that tournament, I kept asking myself, why, 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 why is there any reason why you can't walk in yeah. there as a first why year not? black belt and win? Yeah. yeah. Why not me? Mm-hmm. Why not now? Yeah. Let's go do this, you know, and let's, let's just have an absolute blast. Yeah. And I did that. That was the mindset. And, uh, and, and I was able to come out on top my, my very first year. And, uh, you know, I, I, the guy I beat in the finals had like gotten second, like, you know, three or four different times, I believe between like the Nogi worlds and the Gi worlds. And, uh, so, you know, like, uh, to go out there and beat a competitor like that was, you know, an absolutely incredible experience. So you go through all that, you get from, you know, 2007, 2010, and you go through that. What's the industry like in 2010? Like, is there people coming to you? The UFC is obviously quite popular at that point. Are people still want, you know, pulling your legs saying, hey, come try this? Like, what, what was that all like? So... You're absolutely right. The UFC had, had been pretty much established. Like I started jujitsu when I was 12 and that was back in like 
1998 mm-hmm. and uh, the UFC was still you know fairly you know kind of a new thing on the rise uh, you know they, they they're you know like there have even been you know a couple of different you know like more minor now but like you know some big rule changes from back then because uh, they used to fight barefisted and everything and all yeah. that kind of stuff and you know you see it like uh, you know it wasn't even on like mainstream TV yet and then you know over time that started to become a bigger thing and as that became bigger it brought you know especially because of uh, Hoist Gracie and what he was able to do in the first couple it started to bring a lot more um audience to jujitsu and people started you know find out more and more about jujitsu it seemed to be like you know like oh it's the new art you absolutely have to have jujitsu and nowadays with as much as it's evolved like you kind of got to be good everywhere you know you can yeah. if you're just great at jujitsu and you're not really good at striking or takedowns you may not fare very well in the ufc anymore or um, honestly like you know most any you know bigger uh, MMA organization you know you're, yeah. you're, you're you got to be like fairly well rounded nowadays which is awesome it's you know amazing to see mm-hmm. that kind of evolution and uh, so when I was like you know probably you know 18 17 18 19 20 you know I was like you know one of these days like I I you know I, I think I'd like to you know give that kind of thing a try and uh, you know I, I was always like well you know because like I, I was still unfortunately like you know kind of downplaying my wrestling it was just like ah you know like I was only a runner-up in high school you know and out here in Oklahoma like you know so I was like and and my striking like I mean I had done some taekwondo but I hadn't really done striking for like you know by the time I actually had my first fight like you know like since I've been doing some like real consistent striking it had been almost 20 years so that was pretty non-existent and I knew that was a big hole so it was like well what like like let's at least get my jujitsu to be world-class well it became world-class in 2010 I you know went went you know a couple more years doing that I was running up the next couple of years. I lost to uh, Cobrinha in the finals of the Nogi Worlds two years in a row. And then, uh, um, you know, and then, and then in 2013, um, I got the bronze medal at the ADCC championships. And, uh, and then in the Nogi, the Nogi Worlds, which is like three, two or three weeks after that, um, he decided he, he didn't uh, go back and compete um, that year. And uh, so I faced two really tough competitors and I was able to win my second black belt world title in 2013. And at that moment in time, I was like, look, two, you know, 2014 is a couple months away. I'm going to start fighting. And uh, so I had my first fight at the end of January, I believe, uh, back in 2014. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, rushed out the gates and, uh, uh, you know, I, I won three fights that year. And so I approved my record to, to three, and know, and then uh, once again, you know, uh, I, I, I wish that I had had a better mindset. I wish that I had had, you know, maybe a little bit better guidance. Um, I was dead set on, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and, and it, a lot of it comes from wrestling too, you know, in wrestling, like I came from, you know, wrestling days where there were no rules on weight cutting like at all they didn't measure your body fat they didn't you know give you d or sorry hydration tests at the beginning of the season they didn't give you like oh you can't go below this or whatnot you know so like like you know even back in the days when i was like you know four and five years old i can remember being over like a pound and a half for tournaments and like you know they're coaches telling me hey here's a sweater go start running you know like yeah. that's that's kind of the environment I grew up in so weight cutting was always like by the time I was in seventh uh, eighth grade I was cutting you know 15 20 you know as much as like 25 pounds sometimes just to, to make weight because I, I was just like this is just what you do you right. know like it didn't really occur to me like you know you could also take it the other way and like you know lift heavy get real big strong just practice a lot and go that route um, I look back now and you know like 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 my, the kids that I have now especially uh, my students I don't I do not allow them to cut weight 
at all. Zero, none. I don't believe in it. I think it's far more detrimental, but that was just where I was. So like, you know, uh, you know, like if you could, you know, get to the lower weight class, put yourself through a little more torture, you could be the biggest one out there. And, uh, uh, I wish that I had had a different mentality going into it. So I was dead set on making 135. Um, I almost did it once. I ended up getting TKO'd. Um, I tried again. It went even worse the second time cutting that weight. And, uh, I got knocked out by another knee and all of a sudden I'm three and two. And it's just like, what happened? And, uh, I was like, look, 135, it's just too far. It's out of the question. Let's go back to 45. And, um, no uh, energy, I, right? It, yeah, no energy. Like, honestly, my, my training camps became all about trying to make weight as opposed to, like, trying to get better, yeah. you know? And, uh, and, and and so you're, like, you know, you're working on skills, you're hitting pads, you're doing grappling, but you're so tired, you're so miserable, you know? Sometimes I'm just, like, doing, like, just enough to just get by. you got new, fresh bodies coming in, and you're just wore out, and, you know, you just hate every minute of it. And, uh, you know, so, like, I, 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 I went back up to 145. I won, like, four more fights in a row, and then... And I got a title shot for LFA mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up losing, you know, that title shot and uh, Kevin Aguilar now, now actually fights in the UFC and uh, I think he's won, you know, his first two fights now in the so man, really, really good fighter yeah. um, and, uh, uh, but that was, you know, kind of like the end of my, my uh, MMA career and like people ask me all the time now, are you ever going to go back and I'm just like, you know, like getting this small business started up running, you know, on its feet, um, you know, like, like it's hard for me to let go I like to just say it's kind of like paused right now on hold. Yeah, I don't like fully to really, let go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like to just consider myself like retired right now, but you know, honestly, each and every single day that passes, you know, it's just like, you know, chances of returning with every, every single day that passes is, you know, every day it goes down yeah. and, and I know that and I'm okay with that, but I absolutely love what I'm doing here. I love what I'm able to provide. I love, uh, you know, teaching martial arts to kids and, you know, they, like, like you know, when you think about it, you know, like how, you know, of, of course, like, you know, if they have, you know, big world championship dreams, of course we're going to, you know, like continue to foster all that kind of thing or whatever. But like, for me and my, and my mission here, it's really more about like, you know, uh, giving individuals a, a very, you know, fun, safe, positive environment that will build them up. Um, it's not always going to be easy, you know, and they're going to definitely be tough times, but ultimately if they don't quit, that will build them up and they'll have something they can take with them no matter, you know, like, like what they do. And again, I'm super big on teaching leadership here, um, you know, alongside martial arts skills. And, uh, so that's, that's another thing that, that I'm just, you know, super passionate about, you know, teaching is trying to get them to see and believe in themselves, you know, as leaders and whatever it is that they, you know, want to go on and do and they can take these skills and be empowered and go help inspire the rest of the world around them. And so that's kind of my mission, you know, right now. So might I return one day? I don't know. We'll see. But, but I absolutely love what we're doing here. Oh yeah. Let's talk about it. So was, was having a school, it's called a school, right? Yes. And you are the professor of the school. Yes. Right? Which is me not really knowing much about the fighting space. It's quite funny to say that. Right. You know, it's like, you te- you know, you're a teacher, you're a professor. I mean, it, it makes sense. But like here, when I first read it and I saw it, I was like, huh, that's, you know, you have all different fight, all different genres of fighting and different yes. names for the, you know, master or whatever it is. Yes. Um, was this always like, you know, kind of a dream to have the school? Yes. And it didn't really come about until about 2013. Um, you know, so like, I, I, let's see, 2013, I was, I don't even know how old I was. Um, so it was about 
I was about 26, 27 mm -hmm. when I realized like, you know, I think this would be actually like, you know, really, really cool to, to do one day because I see all the values and benefits um, that it has and everything that it's done for me as a person, you know, is something that I would like to help so many others do. And when you see that kind of empowerment, then you get to see them go out into these different fields of work. You know, that's where you actually start to see like, you know, your impact, uh, you know, in the world and the world change. And that's just so absolutely awesome. And, and, yeah. and I live for that. And, you know, like, like even some of the, some of the kids that I, you know, had, uh, you know, and, uh, like, like for a long time and seeing, you know, they're now seniors or like they're in their first years of college and, you know, they're trying to figure out what they want to do. And I, I keep in touch with so many of them and, you know, we go back and forth, but it the, the idea of, uh, legacy was born in 2013. And, uh, it's, you know, like, like I believe it's such a powerful word and something that we should always, you know, uh, uh consider, you know, with each and every single day, breath, interaction, person that we're around, mm -hmm. you know, uh, each and every single thing that we do, we are leaving our legacy, you know, and if you, if you, you know, to, to even not consider it is to still leave one. And so it's a constant reminder that, you know, uh, 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 every action that we take here and even as a team we are leaving a legacy and so that was where the idea was, it was kind of you know came to me it was born to me uh, kind of like a dream in, in 2013 and then uh, it became a reality um, in 2018, five years later. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was it, it started very, very small. In fact, we didn't even start in this building where we're sitting in here, right here. I started in a place called Prodigy Wrestling, and uh, you know, he was using this facility, you know, three times a week. And he was like, "We're not using it the other three days a week. If you want to use it to to start to build this thing, go for it." And uh, completely free of charge. That's and I was just like. Well, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely, we're gonna do this, you know. And uh, you know, for him to do it, you know, completely free of charge was was absolutely amazing and incredible. Because like, I I I, I had nothing yeah. uh, back when I started, I absolute yeah. zero. And uh, we had, um, I think, in, in that very first practice, June twenty fifth of two thousand eighteen, um, uh, we had I think six people show up to that practice. Five who had you know kind of a, 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 a some some experience training and one who was completely new and uh, she was actually the sister of uh, one of the students that was there that night yeah. and uh, that way it was, it was just we have a picture of it too it's so cool to like you know look back at that picture and look like where we started and like you know where we're at now and it's like you know it's only been like eight months and that's just absolutely incredible to see like everything that's been accomplished in that amount of time and how far we've come and uh, so yeah it was it, that was when you know it kind of began and uh, you know every single day has been and, you know, just one step further, one more day of investing. And, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, me trying to, you know, now, now wear all hats. Um, you know, I'm not just a coach. I'm also, you know, like, uh, you know, I answer phones. Um, I answer emails. Um, I take care of all the business administration stuff. Um, all, you know, like all the marketing, you know, and, 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 and it's really cool too, you know, like um, uh, that, that same day uh, earlier in June, um, or not, I'm sorry, not the same day, but earlier in June, I had a, a friend uh, call me up, and uh, he, he's now my new business mentor, and uh, his name is Caleb Plank, and uh, he runs Inferno Martial Arts out there in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, he's already built four academies himself wow. out there in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, he's been doing this for about 15 years or so. So he's about 15 years ahead of me, yeah. but he's been guiding me every step of the way. I couldn't be more thankful and grateful 
uh, for his friendship and, you know, like just, just wanting to see this, you know, succeed out here and, you know, really help this dream of legacy come true and, and, and what we're, you know, leaving and instilling in all of these young lives, you know, like, like the sooner and faster we can get them to, you know, really understand and, and buy into the mission, you know, like, like so much more that we're going to be able to do and accomplish. And so to have his help along the way, Matt Goucher of Prodigy Wrestling, of course, my coach, Andy Howington, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's now the head coach out at Marlowe High School. And he took another program that was, you know, near the bottom. And now they're one of the top, uh, uh, you know, wrestling schools once again in the state of Oklahoma, you know, so you know, see, seeing him do cool things, you know, seeing, you know, having Caleb, you know, who's got my back, Matt Goucher's doing great things with Prodigy Wrestling. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got my own uh, leadership team of kids that like even help me teach classes. Yeah. Um, and so we're starting to see the, the new generations of that one, you know, come up and through, um, you know, like, like that, that first generation of Team Super Soldier. Uh, we, we all, we all have like Marvel uh, or superhero nickname Avenger code names. It's so cool. Uh, you know, like, and then, so the one that they, uh, they gave me a couple of years ago was the Punisher. And uh, so we've got, we've got, you know, Black Widow, Captain America, Iron Man, um, you know, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, uh, Deadpool. We've got a Winter Soldier and uh, we have some newer ones uh, along the way now. One is uh, Captain Marvel. And it was so cool because that movie just came out. We've got one who's Hawkeye and uh, I have three new recruits on the way as well. So giving these kids, you know, a chance to like assist me in classes. And, and I, I, I let them teach moves. I let them fail. I let them make mistakes. We learn, we go for all, all of it's, you know, uh, overseen by me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so like the quality is still there, but giving, you know, these kids a chance, you know, to actually step up, giving them responsibility. I mean, there have been times where I've just left two of them down at the other end. I say, Hey, you're going to show this move in this move, you know, and then we talk, we reconvene after class or whatnot, because what I'm doing is I'm investing in, uh, the future mm-hmm. right now. And, uh, that's how I like to, to, to see it. You know, like, like they, they have absolutely just blown it away. I have one girl, I, I was sitting here and I had a, an appointment that was running long and class needed to start. And so it was like, you know, Hey, I have to go start class and that's just the end of the appointment or I could continue to sit there and talk and, you know, like, like continue to give him the benefits. And I was like, well, what a great opportunity. So I have a seven and a half year old girl. I pulled her over to the side. I said, Hey, I know you haven't done this yet, you know, and it's going to be your very first time, but I believe in you. You're going to go knock it out the park, be strong, be confident, be loud, walk out there, tell the little leaders to line up, say, let's have a great practice, bow them in and start leading warmups. And she kind of looked at me with these big eyes, you know, like, cause it's, she hadn't done it yet and she just I was just like now it's time to say okay yes sir yeah. she's like okay yes sir she walked out there and did, I mean just absolutely this is a girl seven and a half years old and knocked it out of the park yeah. you know and it's just so I was able to do what I need to do up here she got the class started I entered class I was like you know five six minutes late you know and uh, but they were just fine. Yeah. All of the little kids looked up to her, respected her, you know, and uh, and 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 it was fantastic, you know, and like 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 seeing the transformation, even in her, just these past like because I was like what a month or so ago, just even in the past month, the the confidence oh, yeah. that she speaks with now, you know, I mean that was that was a life changing event that you know, and so I have I have yeah. uh, uh, the prospect you know sitting here where you're sitting, and I'm like turn around and uh, so he turns around and said guess how old that girl is? And he, you know, I was like, that girl is seven and a half years old leading and she is getting the chance to lead right now. And that's what you have. Like, like that's the opportunity you have for your children here. You know, it's so much more than wrestling. It's so much more than fighting.
doing. It's just exactly. so much more than working out. Like it's yes. like it. Like I said, that person, that little girl, is probably gonna. I mean, one of my like biggest fears, and I know a lot of people share the same fear, is getting up and speaking in front of a group of people, yep. right? But if you learned that at age seven, it just seems normal now. Yes. And now she's going to go up, and if she's in front of, you know, giving a class presentation at the class presentation at the age of 13, 16, 18, she's, gonna she's have already no, done it. Yep, she's going to have no problem. She's going to be able to get up there. These The, the martial arts skills she's going to be empowered with have going to build her confidence. Mm-hmm. And more than that, she's going to have more than just like, you know, oh, yeah, I walked out there and I won some medals. No, I've walked up. In front, because because it's not just the little kids. Yeah, it's all the parents watching her too. You know, all these eyes on her. Yeah. You know, why well, it's not going to be scary to her anymore. She's going to have done more than just like walked out there onto a mat and won some medals. Which don't get me wrong, is fantastic right. and and, it, and definitely holds its place. You know, you believe you you learn to believe in your skills in that moment. But she has led people in the grand has, scheme of things. Exactly. That leading that person is going to do more for her in the future than winning some medals. You are one hundred percent correct. I could. Couldn't have yeah. stated it better myself. Yeah, that's. Um, now I see why you are so excited and so pumped up to come to work every day. Yes. Right? Yes. I absolutely. I look. I look forward to it. There. I. I love being here. I love to. You know. I. I mean. I spend. Sometimes I'll spend 10, 12, 13 hours here a day. You know. And and again, you know, it's not always the fun well, stuff. You know. But you have yeah. to put. You have. But just like just like I teach them, you're not always gonna. It's not always gonna be the most fun. You're gonna get beat sometimes. You know. Sometimes the work, the business administration of this side of this there, there, don't get me wrong. There are days it beats me down. You know, I'm I'm so thankful and happy to uh, uh, have such good friends like Dom and Miguel from Rome Coffee. Yeah. That way, I can take my Rome Coffee by midday, and I'm just like zing, and I'm good to go the rest of the night. You know, like let's do this. You know, yeah. uh, but you know, I like I, and, and I love it when we get to that part of uh, of the, of the evening that I get to come in and lead classes. You know, and I get to see light bulbs turned on. I get mm-hmm. a chance to put these kids in positions of authority, positions of power. And I get a chance to teach them to use it responsibly, you know? And then, like I said, like that, like that light, and that changed her life. Yeah. Who she is from that moment, from that day on, who she's been this past month is almost night and day. And that is incredible to see. Yeah. Have your parents come and said anything to you? Oh, yeah. What did oh, they yeah. say? Oh, yeah. They, they are absolutely thrilled. They they could not be. They, 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 <laughs> the father came to me the other day and he was like, I'm thinking about having a DNA test run just to make sure that that's my daughter, <laughs> which is like so fantastic. Fantastic, you yeah. know, and it's just like, like, like kids, they, 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 they can do more if you mm-hmm. just believe in them and then, and then help guide them to believe in themselves. You yeah, know, I have yeah, her do yeah. it all the time now. Like to like, Hey, I need you to go like, you know, Hey, go get class start. Hey, yeah. I need you to teach this movie. You know, I got you. No problem. I can do it. You know, yeah. and it's just like so cool to see the confidence there, you know, and this is like, she can take that lesson, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, she's seven and a half years old. She's going to have difficult, you know, times in front of her. Right. But the way that I get to help guide her from now, on, I get to always share her own experience with her. Hey, remember that time when you led class the very first time and it yeah. was hard and you were nervous and you weren't really sure, you know, cause when she walked out, she, she, she was fairly loud, but as she started to do it a little more, like now, now she speaks with like, cause she, the first time she spoke, her, her voice was a little shaky, yeah. but it got the job done, you know? And, and, and she got to see, she realized she could do it. You know, all the parents sitting off to the side are so supportive, yeah. which is fantastic to see, you know, like, like, cause they know, like, 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 like 
I mean, this girl's been training for, you know, like a year and a half now or so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and, and to just give her the confidence, you know, like, like, especially when she walks off to the mat and like, you know, to have some of the other parents like, you know, be very support, man, you did so awesome. You know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, like, 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 yeah. like what that, I mean, that, that changes lives and that changes destinies. You know, she is, she, she is, like I said, she's, like I said, the father was like, you know, I'm thinking about having a DNA test yeah. run, you know, like, is this really my daughter? It absolutely is. And, and it's not just, a lot. it's not just the kids you teach, right? It's all the way through. Yes. You have, was it yep. four kind of groups? Is yep. That what yep. It is? I have a, a little leaders age group, five to seven years old. And uh, usually right, you know, between four and five, we kind of evaluate them just to make sure they're ready for group classes. Yeah. Uh, we have the, uh, the junior leaders, eight to 12 year old. That is by far the biggest group. We've got like, I think like 20, 20 or 26 25, 26 kids yeah. in that age group already. Uh, we have a fantastic teens program. We've got about nine or 10 in there. Then of course we absolutely have an adult program yeah. uh, as well. And I, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I got asked the other day um, by, uh, by our kickboxing instructor, coach Justin Stone. And, uh, you know, he, he's been kickboxing for 28 years. He asked me, he's like, you know, do you really, do you have a preference? You know, do you, you like teaching the kids better? Do you like teaching the adults better, you know, or just both the same equally. And, 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 and I thought about it for a moment and, uh, it don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we can definitely like, like, cause I'm, I'm a huge nerd, you know, as we've like already like very well established. I love star Wars. I love Avengers. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You get to have a little bit more fun, uh, in the kids classes with that. But honestly, at the end of the day, I like teaching anyone who is open and willing to learn right. and, and, and seeing someone put hard work and to, 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 to see them set goals for themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, realize and accomplish, uh, those goals. I love doing that. What do I stand for? I, I tell myself this all the time. It's part of my like self-talk. What do I stand for? I stand for helping people. Yeah. That's what I stand for. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy, you know, and, 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 in today's society, I actually spoke about it to the kids the other day. You know, I was like, give me some synonyms of help, you know, and they, you know, they gave me some really, I was actually like really impressed with some of the words they gave me. And I was like, what would you think about the word hurt? Mm -hmm. And think about it really like, like critically think about this. Truly helping someone doesn't always mean we have in today's society, like, you know, like, oh, you got to help. So you got to be nice. You got to be coddling, you know, Mm -hmm. oh my God, whatever I can do. How can I bend over backwards? That's not always so. And that's not always the most helpful. Sometimes telling people the truth is the most helpful sometimes like, and it's not always going to be feel good. You know, it's, it's going to hurt sometimes, you know, but, but knowing, and this is what I tell them, knowing I can promise you this. You're not, you're not always going to agree with everything I say. You're not always going to like everything that I make you do, but I absolutely promise you this. As long as you are here, as long as you believe in what we are doing, I will absolutely always and forever have your back. I will never, ever, ever quit on you. Please don't quit on me. Give me that chance. See that, see that, that rough time through, but I absolutely can promise you that I will never, ever, ever quit on you. And you know why? Because I had some people in my life do that for me. My parents, absolutely. But my wrestling coach, Andy Howington, that, that is probably the greatest you know, leadership gift he could have ever, you know, and I, it was never really put into those words. You know, he always said, you know, he always had our back. He always said he would never bet against us or whatnot, but it was like, like from a real leadership perspective, it wasn't really used in those words. I just came to see and realize it many years later that that is exactly what he meant. You know, if I, if I need to go to bat for you against any ref, 
by God, you can do that. If anyone knows Andy Howington, you know absolutely, you know, for sure that he will go to bat for you if he, you know, feels that, you know, hey, we've got a good case and this is absolutely right and they're messing up. He will have your back. You know, he he, he used to tell us all the time, I will never, ever, ever quit on you. And I tell these kids that all the time. I will never, ever, ever. And, And for me, and, and the adults too. I will never quit on you. Yeah. Don't quit on me. You know, let's see this rough time through, but don't quit on me. I promise you, you will gain something far greater in the end if you can yeah. get through that moment in time. What does your dad think about all this? Uh, my dad thinks now yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Like, he does is, he see himself in you now? Um, I think we'd have to ask him that question. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to think so, yeah. you know? With like uh, the whole not giving up and being there and just like, you're not going to enjoy this, but it's good for you. You'll see it in the future. Like everything that you just said is basically what your dad did for you as a kid, yes. right? Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I, I truly hope that he does, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm sure that he does, but, uh, you know, like, uh, in spirit of not putting words in anyone's mouth, I, I certainly <laughs> hope that, uh, that he would see it that way yeah. um, because that's ex- exactly, you know, what he did for me. That's what my wrestling coach did for me you know and now now I get a chance to to be inspired right. um, by 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 some of these kids I mean like like that seven and a half year old like that is inspiring you know I had another student uh, she's she, she became the uh, uh, the the leader of team super soldier and uh, she, she's a student of mine of 12 years and uh, her name is Sarah Lau and you know it's like like she's got you know like a huge dream now to go be a, 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 a into pediatric medicine and I was like so I was, I was talking to her the other day I was like look please tell me that on some level because I, I, I when I started this leadership you know, I first built it up uh, she was actually the first you know quote unquote nickname that we ever gave because mm-hmm. she had a fantastic spider guard and uh, uh, you know it was like well, I just started calling her Black Widow and, uh, and then like you know then we had another student named Jacob Absher and uh, you know like, like I mean the moral character of this kid was just like so I just started calling him Captain America you know and he yeah. was like you know an amazing jujitsu artist as well. And so I was talking with Sarah, I was like, you know, cause she told me what, you know, like, you know, like where she's kind of like seeing herself going right now. And I was like, please tell me that has some, like a tiny bit of influence of, of mine because I started, she started working like with little kids, you know, and like way back then, like she's told me, she was like, yeah, I didn't really like, you know, the little kids or whatnot, but I kind of like, I kind of pushed, I kind of pushed, you know, nudged her into it. And then, you know, and now she absolutely loves yeah. it. And now to see her go on, like she wants to go be, you know, a, a, a pediatric doctor is, absolutely incredible and so like I was like look if it's not you know in this moment right now you know because because I you know like me like as you can already see like you know I don't ever shut up like I just kind of like talk 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 so I'm telling her I was like you know uh please tell me that has something to do with my my you know somewhat of my influence and in getting you started with this team I was like even if it doesn't because I cut her off like before she even answered, I was like, even if it doesn't just lie to me please right just now just lie me to me you know myself. and uh, she's like no 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 like it actually really does it really is and it was just like, like those are the kind of moments that I absolutely live for I'm so inspired you know, to, to, to see that, you know, yeah. like, and, and to see some of these kids, you know, like, like I've got another, with the one we call Iron Man, his name is Josiah Absher. I mean, that kid is here five, six days a week, you know, helping bring up, you know, the younger kids as well. And I give him a chance now. And I guide him to, to mentor and give back when I see some of these other kids, uh, like the little seven and a half year old girl uh, or, or some of the others that I ha- have them teach a move or whatnot. I have him give them the feedback, you know, and it's just and then I have him come back to me, you know, basically like, like, like you know, my one of my my uh, big leadership mentors is Simon Sinek, you know, and, and he, he says this often. You have to trust others to trust others to trust others. You know, I trust these people that they're going to do a good job. I trust that they're going to, you know, turn 
around and help others, you know, do a good job as well. And when you have that, that's when you start to see real special things right. happen. And we are in, we're still in the beginning stages, but each and every single day is one step closer, another investment, another investment. And we're seeing lives be yeah. changed. We're seeing destinies be changed every single day that we're here. You know, like I said, like that life changing moment, uh, for her, her name is Elisa, uh, by the way, like to, to, to see that was absolutely incredible. You know, I have yeah. another one, she, you know, Captain Marvel, her name is, uh, Riley. And I have another one named, named Jet Jones and his name is Hawkeye. And like, you know, every single time they get a chance to, to, to come in and, and, you know, uh, uh, perform these moves, teach all that kind of thing. Like it's just one more opportunity that they get a chance to grow. And, and I'm big on, on giving them that. And again, it's all overseen by me, you know, and, uh, but like, like, like they just do an absolutely fantastic job. And each and every single time, like, you know, as they grow, I get more inspired. And as I get more inspired, you know, we have more and we have more. We, then, then more people want to join. Like we got, we got, uh, Elisa is one of the new recruits as well as, uh, Marcos and, uh, Emily, uh, Emily Jones and Marcos Serrato. They're, they're, uh, um, and, and Marcos is one of the ones that was like, you know, there, you know, back in the days of prodigy, right. He was there for the, from, you know, day one, you know, yeah. back in prodigy wrestling, you know, so it's, it's just so cool to see all of these things happen, you know? Oh, and then the, the, the coolest thing, um, you know, Elisa is, uh, the only one who's, she's a, She's the new recruit. She's about to become like a full-fledged uh, member of our, our leadership team. Um, well, her first instructor was actually not me. And she earned her first rank from someone uh, that other than me. It actually wasn't me. Um, the, one of the very first team members on this team, I spoke about her a minute ago with Sarah Lau. Well, I used to have Sarah run intro classes for me. Okay. Sarah is actually the first one that put a, a, a stripe on Elisa's belt yeah. three years ago. And so to see three years later, to finally have someone about to join that team whose first instructor was not me, but was someone else from that team is absolutely, really cool. like, I was blown away yeah. uh, by that story when I, cause Elisa came to me one day, she's like, look, they like, like, this was my very first stripe when I got started with coach Sarah. And I was just like, like it all clicked for me in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, I wasn't even, it wasn't even me. Like Sarah was running, you know, intro classes for me back then. And she got to, she was, she was step one in changing this little girl's life. It wasn't even myself. It was yeah. the team that we had built together that has changed this little girl's life. And now she wants to become a part of that same team. It's absolutely incredible. Right. So what, what's, I mean, eight months opening, what's, what's in the future? What's next? What's like, you know, the plan is the plan to have like, uh, you know, your buddy in Northwest Arkansas or the plan to have. Have fifteen or so places. Like oh, not not fifteen. Like, is that like the goal? Um, by and by, as every single day goes by, I don't, I don't, I don't like to. Uh, 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 something my dad used to teach me and, and used to say to me all the time. I don't like to count my chickens before they hatch. Right. So little by little, day by day, and more and more, more and more will be revealed um, as to the, because I do, I have a, a very great big giant, uh, you know, vision plan for this place. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to invest and, you know, go down that road. Right now, the vision is to, to continue to bring people up, train, empower, and inspire them to become others-focused leaders in our community right now. That's our mission right now as we go forward. There might be times where we can invest in multiple academies. There might be times where we can, you know, invest in, you know, uh, we've got two instructors uh, right now, myself and Coach Justin, and we have another one 
Um, he was, you know, very, very new to the team, but has, you know, started, you know, kind of leading and instructing um, on some level as well. Um, he fights in, uh, or I think he's like ranked number nine right now in glory kickboxing. His name is Myron Dennis. And, uh, you know, he started to slowly work himself into that role. So day by day, you know, like, you know, when we have, you know, more instructors, you know, a bigger base, um, you know, we, we, we might, you know, continue to branch out if we have someone that, you know, wants to go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many, honestly, so many other, th- I just, we can't talk of we can't give away all the cards oh, yeah. right now we can't count our chickens before we hatch but uh the the vision is large and honestly the 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 opportunities with you know the lives that we're seeing be changed on a you know constant consistent you know daily you know day in day out basis yeah. um you know i think i think the opportunities are honestly endless right so if there's a parent listening or if there's you know anybody listening really that wants to get involved how do they reach out how do they get in a class Yep. You would, uh, we have a, a Facebook page. Um, uh, I can't remember the URL off the top of my head, but you can find us on Facebook. Um, we are, uh, uh, we have a legacy martial arts on Instagram. You can follow us there. Um, our phone number is uh, 405-509-5579. Um, if you call that number, you'll reach me directly and uh, we get you scheduled. You come in, you know, we, we have a trial program uh, where you get to, you know, come in and try a couple classes out make sure it's something you know like you want to do you get it and, and, and through those classes you get a chance to like you know meet me the other instructors you get to meet your teammates um, you know you get to see you know the facility you get to see the you know the positive environment that you're going to get to be uh, training in and we have we have new people coming in every single day you know oh, I mean, yeah. right like like one hour before this interview you know I just signed up uh, you know another student who's, uh, you know he was like look I've seen what you've been doing at this place like this is where my son belongs I want him here you know and uh, you know, like he wants to give him a chance to, you know, uh, uh, you know, not just it's it, it, like I said, like and like you said earlier, it's more about just like, you know, learning cool martial arts skills, you know, right. like like I want to teach lifelong skills. And, and, and honestly, there's no higher calling, in my opinion, than to be a leader, you know, and I and, 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 and it was my first, uh, you know, generation team, that first generation of team super soldier. They're the ones that really inspired me to to really go out and seek out this leadership. And, you know, I started with Craig Rochelle. Groeschel led me to Simon Sinek. You know, I love I love other leadership mentors. John Maxwell is fantastic. Um, I like Jocko Willink as well. And each I, I try to spend at least thirty minutes to an hour every day of investing. You know, reading, listening to podcasts. You know, a- anything on leadership. I, I love hearing other people's experiences. I love hearing their stories, and I love yeah. hearing about like the hardships that they went through and, and what they did to overcome. So you know, you, you you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You know, our our, our number. Uh, you know as well. Um, and, you know, you're welcome to come by, you know, like just walk on in. We've got people at the front desk who are always, uh, you know, very eager to, you know, help answer questions. Um, you know, we're over here. We're located at uh, 164th in Portland um, at, uh, in inside the alley at Port 164. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're this is this is, you know, uh, headquarters. This is home base right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to reach, uh, you know, a lot more people in a lot of different ways very soon. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out, you know, to share the story and and talk about your experiences and you know what you're doing for the kids and and for everybody that comes here just it's like i said it's not just fighting it's just life skills right yep um, you're absolutely right you know and i can't wait to hear more stories of for example you know elise coming up when she's 20 years old or 25 or whatever and she's 
you know, a rock star running some business or whatever right. it is, right? You know, you're like, I've, I, I kind of had a part in that. It's so going to be, it's going to be incredible. Be so cool. we'll, we'll be able to pull this podcast back. We'll be able to like <laughs> do, you know, a cool shout out throwback oh, post. Yeah. Like, Hey, remember we were talking about this little girl when she yeah. was seven and a half years old and look what she's become now, as well as all of the others, right. you know, it's going to be absolutely incredible. And thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to share, you know, everything that we've got going on here. Appreciate it, man. Guys, thanks for listening and definitely check out Justin and, and his stuff. I'll put all the links below and on social media, um, Instagram, you know, he's very, very good on Instagram, legacy.martialarts there. Yes. And then just search legacy, legacy martial arts on, on Facebook and it'll definitely come up. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next week. Cheers. All right. High five, Done. my man. That was fantastic. That was good. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston. Mixed by Alan Brown with music by Chad Duro.